Hey, Business Building Warrior. This is Jim with another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for being a listener. If you're new around here, maybe this is one of your first episodes. After you've listened to this episode, I know what you're going to be thinking. I'm going to make a prediction. You're going to think, wow, that was pretty amazing. What a great interview. I wonder if there's any more of those. Absolutely, there are. We've got over 550 episodes at silentgym.com. Hundreds of them are recent conversations with students of our flagship Amazon training course. You can find it at this website, provenamazoncourse.com. Everything we're going to talk about today is contained in the training modules inside of provenamazoncourse.com. My guest today is Marcel, first name only by request. There is a video to go with this episode as well, though, and she's been on quite a journey. She's built an incredible business. Her most recent month, as I'm recording this, is December of 2022, where she talks about heading towards hitting $20,000 in sales for the month, which is fantastic. We're very proud of her for that. It's been quite a journey getting to this point. She made some pretty big mistakes early on in her e-commerce journey by jumping into private label training. She dumped way too much money into it. You've heard this story. If you've listened to several podcast episodes, you've heard this story many times before from our students and guests. They started off trying to build a private label. They realized it was a dead end. By the way, we've been shouting that from the mountaintops for years around here. New sellers should never start out by attempting to launch a new product, a new brand, a private label on Amazon. If you're new to Amazon or new to e-commerce, especially never try to do that. Well, she learned the hard way. Then she found this community and then her business started to take off with the model that we teach to virtually all of our new sellers around here. That of course is the replens model. And we teach all the Amazon seller strategies. We've been doing this, me personally, for coming up on 20 years. It's been the only income my family's known. We've got the most established e-commerce coaching program in the industry coming up on 19 years with nearly 10,000 students served. We teach all Amazon strategies for all levels. But if you're new, we don't teach private label. You have no business being in that arena if you're new to selling online. So she started there, made some mistakes, lost some money, found this community, started building a beautiful business. Part of what I really love today, and I think you'll be able to tell from the way the interview flows, was just her backstory. We typically don't spend a whole lot of time on people's personal lives, but today's story was so compelling that we did dig in to the degree that she was comfortable talking about how as a young 20-year-old in the Philippines, which is a very poor country where the average hourly wage is $1 per hour, she became the head of the household at 20, raising several siblings. Incredible. It's how she went from that to being in the US, successful entrepreneur, full-time. Keep in mind, she has a full-time job. Even right now, as we're recording this, I didn't realize that till towards the end of the show today, but she's working full-time and has built an incredible, profitable business using the strategies that we teach around here. I think she's an up-and-coming leader. I think you're going to see her name and face around a whole lot more after today. And I also think you're going to benefit greatly, regardless of if you're brand new or if you've been around a long time in this community and you've got an established business. She's got some very specific tips and strategies on how she finds replens and profitable inventory, including a tip that I'd forgotten. I heard from a student several months ago and she reminded us of it today. Pretty powerful tip on how to use Seller Central, how to just jump right into Seller Central and find a whole bunch of great replens pretty simply. So enjoy today's episode. And again, 
first name only today by request to protect some of her anonymity. She doesn't want to be swamped with a bunch of messages after this. It happens sometimes to our guests. So we do this. Sometimes we do audio only or first name only. Sometimes people have jobs and they don't want their boss to know that sort of thing. We're happy to honor those requests. So if you think about being a guest on the show and telling your success story from our community, we'd love to protect your identity if that's something you're requesting. But today we're going to have first name only and meet Miss Marcel. Enjoy. So Marcel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's truly a pleasure. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. We just spoke for a couple minutes before we hit record today. So I know as little as the rest of the listeners today. Let's get into your story. Yes, yes. Um, I have been an Amazon third-party seller doing uh, retail and online arbitrage for about a year following uh, Jimmy Smith's uh, replenish model, the replenishable model, something that I've learned from being subscribed to the Proven Amazon course uh, from your community, the pack, we call it. Right. Uh, the pack houses all the catalog, almost everything, uh, what people need to know to run an Amazon business. And uh, there are many modules there, different business models to follow. After having seen uh, the Amazon Seller University, I went to the pack and it has the Amazon Seller 101 and the 0 to 100K side hustle to full-time income module where you recommend people start when they're starting. Yeah, that's so right. 99% of all our new students, we try to funnel them in that direction. So that's where you started. How long ago was this? Just like over a year. About just a year. over a year. But okay. my initial introduction was backtracked two years ago from 2020 when... Uh, I, I paid a really expensive course on private label, which is a huge mistake. Oops. Talk us through that briefly, oops. unless it's too dramatic or... <laughs> you know, I just, I just knew that I, I needed to... I, I wanted to start a business and I wanted... I thought e-commerce is the way to go, I, but I didn't know any better. I, I thought private label is the way to as an entry point, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I was kind of yeah. misled in a way. You spent some <laughs> so, time on YouTube, I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. And that's how I found it. I've been researching. And we, it was a, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, Marcel, but that's a, st- a sad story we've heard so many times. Yeah. So many times. People started with private label because that's what everyone on YouTube was talking about. And they end up spending, and you don't have to tell us how much you spent, but I can tell you it was between $8,000 and $40,000. And they got basically nothing for it, except maybe a garage full of product they couldn't sell. I mean, yeah. that's the story we've heard. Yeah. Over and that's, over that's and over true. and over that's for true. years. Yeah. And the hard part is, you know, I didn't have that money. I had to find that money. And this, when it did not pan out, it was very painful. And I, ha- I had to uh, do a step back, like a, a year at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, here I am again, trying to find something. I probably did some network and direct marketing before, like half a dozen of them. And I finally, I thought I have e-commerce and then I did that. And then that happened. So it's, it was sad. I, I need a year, as I was mentioning, just to de- recover from it. Yeah, but there's the one thing though that, that happened out of it. Just trying to look at the positive side of it is I did get set up with my LLC and my professional seller account at the Amazon. You know, you you have two choices: individual or professional. Mm-hmm. So right. I got that all set up. So the verification process, you know, takes a couple of weeks or so. And when I was ready to jump back in a year after, you know, everything is there. I could just resubscribe. It just get continued. So that was that made it quick. I'm a sole proprietor of my business. I have a very very supportive husband but he's not involved. And um, in the beginning, I think when I was listening to your podcast, most of the successful sellers I was listening, like couples, um, husband and wife, father, son, 
you know, daughter and mom. It's like, oh, that is like the key success factor. I had that impression because maybe it's just a podcast that I was listening to. Right. I had to, like, I thought I, I wanted my husband to be part of it. And it was like a source of contention with, for us for the beginning oh, stages. Yeah, he it's not his fashion. It's not so it's it's outside his job. He has these other things he's pursuing, his philosophy and how to make a world a better place in his own way. So I contacted seller support and I said, Hey, do you have any podcast? Can you direct me to a podcast that's actually like single or doing it solo and mm. successful? And they're very super helpful. They gave me like maybe four or five names and podcast number. So wow. I went ahead and listened one after the other, just listen. And then I felt encouraged. I said, Oh, okay. So it's possible. It's possible to succeed in here. I don't, it doesn't have to be a couple. It's many people who are doing it solo, they're succeeding. And, and so that just gives me courage. It's like, okay. I, I will this. add in one caveat hearing you say that. And I completely yeah. agree whether your spouse, it, now it is important that your spouse is supportive. And he is, he is supportive. But if, yeah. Because if they're constantly berating you and belittling you and like, oh, great, another great entrepreneur idea. How much is this one going to cost us? Right. Yeah. Like if that's a rough scenario, yeah. but if they're supportive, you can find other like-minded entrepreneurs, other crazy people, as my wife calls us, because my wife is not entrepreneurial at all. If you ever come yeah. to one of our live events, she actually does a session yeah. for the spouses of the crazy people is what they call us, right? <laughs> like it's, it's all in good fun. But you know, she is my number one cheerleader and she is great at reading people. Mm. And she has really great instincts if I break it down into, hey, this person's talking about doing this project with that person. Do you think it'll work? And if she knows the people, she she knows her female instincts are incredible. But business, numbers, Amazon, she doesn't even listen to this podcast, right? So no, I, I'm kind of a solo, but don't do it alone is the thing I yeah. wanted to say, Marcel, because you probably learned that too. Like make some friends in the community, some people in a in you know other business building warriors who listen to this podcast or people who live near you from our Facebook group. All right, that's important. Because if you try to do it solo, it takes a lot more work yeah. than having that synergy effect kick in of you know other people relationships that you build there. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that on top. So there's there's no wrong way. I didn't want to leave anyone with the impression that. You can truly do it solo because I say all the time, you can't do this business alone. But so um, I'm a mother of four adults. Uh, I became a mom very young. I was a young mom. At that time, I thought it was not a good thing, but now I think about it. No, it's actually a good thing. <laughs> I was a young oh, mom. Oh, beautiful so I'm thing. Yeah, I'm all right for now. young, big families. I <laughs> yeah, love it. So, I love it. Uh, I'm an immigrant to the United States. I, I came here from the Philippines. As for me, the Amazon journey that I'm on right now is I, I, I see it as a journey of self. Uh, so, um, but in terms of my sales, I'm just in the beginning stages. So when you contacted me asking whether I'd be interested to be in a podcast, I was like quite surprised. Yeah. I, I know it would be an honor to be in your show, but I, I thought, oh, someday I'm going to, when I get there, when I make it, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be in gym show. So I wrote to you, I think my initial reaction was, wow, really? I'm not a big seller yet. Yeah. And you said, you know, you don't, you don't need to be a big seller. You just have no. to be a seller in a good direction. Yeah. Our audience out. has told yeah. us by the number of listens and views and the amount of feedback we get that that series of you know it used to be a qualification to be on this show that you had to have some pretty significant numbers and some people find that to be intimidating and they found that to be like they couldn't relate to the guests they were so far ahead oh that person's yeah. a year ahead of where i could ever hope to be yeah but they resonate with episodes where someone's got that in initial momentum they've got a great trajectory 
they've proven that it works and they're excited about it, but they have some questions. And those episodes tend to be the ones that get the most listens and the most positive feedback. So we thought, hey, let's just do more of those. We've got plenty of both. Let's let's do more of those. So I'm, I'm glad you accepted our offer. Before we move forward in your story, though, you said you're from the Philippines, which is a country that comes up a lot around here. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could confirm for me something that we share all the time around here, which is you know, some statistics and facts about the Philippines. I mean, it, it's a poor country. For a lot of people, they really struggle there, right? I've heard that the average salary is a dollar per hour, for example, US on the island, like as a typical wage. So when we offer $4 an hour virtual assistant positions around here and the virtual assistants get super excited about that income level, you know, talk us through, is, is that reality? Is that legitimate? Is, have you seen these things? Are those numbers off in any way? Yes, they are. That number is the typical minimum wage. So what people do is they try to get more education or they try to get hired by an American company because the pay is going to be better. And usually a single household would be the one to take care of the entire family with that salary that's higher, you know, four or five dollars an hour can really support an entire family for four or five people. It's, it's amazing how that money can go a long way. Pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. And so leveraging that fact into a business model where you can hire one or two or three. And there's there's many in our community have four, five, six virtual assistants in the Philippines that they're paying three, four, five, six dollars an hour plus bonuses and such. You think, well, I could never find workers for four times that much who are worth anything in the US. Yeah. But you're getting highly motivated, skilled, English speaking, you know, technically savvy. Teachable people. And teachable. And and such a polite culture too. And such a family-oriented culture. Just so many great things about the Filipino culture as I've gotten to know it a little bit and we've hired many VAs over the years. So it's great to hear from someone who actually lived there who Mm -hmm. can say, yeah, (laughs) I'm from the Philippines. That's accurate. Uh, Because every time I say $4 an hour, people are like, oh, that's slave labor. That's horrible. Well, no, that spends like $25 $25 an hour in the US, let's say, right? Like it, that's a that's a good job. Yeah. Well, that's great to hear. Thanks for echoing that. Anything else along those, am I leaving anything out? Anything else you'd like to educate us about the Philippines um, along those lines? Or They're just the most hardworking people, I think, from culturally. Yeah. And they, they make things happen. They're very action. You know, they, they do it. Whatever it takes, they do it. I think that's a yeah. normal. They, they were, they're very hard workers. Yeah. It's very, very persistent and determined. It's a beautiful thing. Our Proven Replens VA program, I'll stick a link to it in the show notes. Kyle runs that program for us. We've got about 400 VAs so far that yeah. we've trained and assigned to sellers in this community. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, please continue. How, how old are your kids? You said they're the older kids. Yes. My youngest is 25. Okay. Uh, I have four, four children. My oldest is 30. So you don't look old enough to have a 30-year-old, but okay, we'll believe <laughs> yeah. you on that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so my entrepreneurship, my exposure to being entrepreneurs from my parents, I think you've, I've, I've heard some of your podcasts, many of the people from the Philippines, they, you know, the grocery store, you have a grocery store, a little mm. tiny grocery store. We had a, we had a, a larger grocery store. They, they have several businesses. They were into uh, constructing homes. Um, I guess this is the idea of multiple sources of income. So when you talk about multiple sources of tonight, it's very relatable to me because I've experienced yeah. that as a young child. Right. But we didn't get an allowance. So I, I would sell, because cho- I want things to buy things for myself. So I would sell chocolate candies to my classmates in third grade <laughs> for 75 cents for three. That's in pesos. So it's like a penny maybe. Um, and even in college, so I was 
I would like sell t-shirts with the memory Bible verses and I'd send it to my friends in Davao where I was born and would sell it. And now I, we call it sourcing. You're actually sourcing and you're sending it in. It's kind of the same idea. You send into the, you know, the warehouse of Amazon for FBA. So what's what's one of your favorite scriptures that you would put on a shirt? Oh, I I would love Philippians 4.8. You know, whatever is excellent, whatever is true, whatever is no, noble, think, you know, these think about these things because it's about mindset. It's about mm-hmm. thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. the world, there's going to be a lot of inequities, injustice, unfairness, but, you know, think about, but there's also a lot of good and mm-hmm. just focus on that. And it helps you personally. It helps you in your business. Think about excellent yeah. things. Focus well, and you, you already yeah. did that a little bit already on this episode, just <laughs> instinctually, when you talked about the private label, instead of focusing on the loss, you very easily could have turned that into a 10 minute sad story. I said, <laughs> no, you focused on the lesson and the benefits. Hey, I got my LLC out of it. I learned some things. I learned what not to do. And I plowed forward. So yeah, you live out that very well. You focus yeah. on the lesson, not the loss, so to speak. Yeah. You know, what is God trying to tell me here? Mm-hmm. Um, and focusing in, and two, you sound like a person of gratitude, which is one of my favorite words. Uh, you can tell a lot about somebody by seeing how often they're truly grateful. Oh, and you seem you. like a person of, of gratitude. So well done. Thank you. Well, that's great. So you sold t shirts? Yes. Uh, but my young life, yeah. So as I was like, I had that entrepreneurial streak on me somehow, that, but not really knowing. But my young life was kind, quite tough. I was the oldest of seven children from mm. my mom and dad. They had six daughters, one son, and they're working the business all the time, every single day. There's no day off, no holidays, no Christmases, because the Christmas is most the most busy time. People are buying things. So, and the Philippines people, it's very spiritual because maybe from the Spanish uh, colonization for 300 years, and also quite a few missionaries from the U.S. go there, set up churches, Protestant churches. And mm-hmm. my household, um, there's two religions. In, to keep the peace, we'd go to the Sunday Catholic mass and then we'll, we'll go to the baptist church <laughs> service for one so it's like just to, to do that yeah so i think i had a little bit of rebellion in me growing up and made me decide no i don't ever want to own a business i don't like to be like my parents they don't have time for their kids they're so busy and i was also rebelling against god to say well no amount of church you know can make the world less painful and it's like so i had that rebellion and just stubbornness i think that's what happens when you're a young child with those kinds of impressions yeah. I, thought, I want a job. A job is stable. I can predict my hours. <laughs> um, and so eventually my parents' marriage uh, failed. Their business failed. My my parents had to leave. My dad first left when I was in high school and then my mom. And then I was thrust to care for my five other siblings at that time. They were wow. young, from eight to 15 years old when, when they both left. And so, and then at, also at the same time, I, I became a young mom. So I was... So, so both dog. your parents left, you said? Yes. It was just you and your siblings on your own. Yes, just me and my siblings. Oh my goodness. So it was just tough. And then I'm beginning to have my own, you know, I have my daughter. Yeah. Uh, But then with the help of my, the second oldest, the second oldest at the time, she was, she finished after a year or two from college, she went back home and this was just her and me. Okay. You know, making sure that, you know, we have food on the table. I mean, it's me for the first two years while she's still finishing school and then making sure there's roof over our head. How, how old you were you, you when that do. happened? What, how, how old did you say you were? I was 20 when it happened. 20. So you were, you were was, the head of household over uh, your siblings at the age of 20. Yes. In the I Philippines. Had, what city yes. were you guys in? In a city called Davao. Davao, which is I've the southern part, southern part of the country. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, so only by God's grace, um, between my second sister number two and me, 
we everyone finished college. <laughs> I was I was crying. <laughs> like That's you know, incredible. sibling number five, sibling number six, so it was slowly finishing. It was you know, all my siblings too also pulled pulled ourselves out of our dire situation. We just all kind of like teamwork all seven of us just okay. We're not gonna you know, go to school in the morning, go find a job in the evening. And it was it was a tough time. Um, That's incredible. What what resilience. That's amazing. Like I don't, I, I don't have anyone in my circle of friends that's been through anything like that. That's incredible. Congratulations. Church community, yeah. Church community to kind of help us out. So that was well, you, yeah. Important. There's a book there. Have you talked? To, have you thought about writing a book about all of this? I was gonna, yeah. I said, yeah. I, I, that's one of my aspirations to be able to write a book. It's yeah. one of the multiple sources of income, but also about yeah. the story. I think it would be nice to be told, and my grandchildren can read about them. You've got to so. capture it. Yeah, you've got to capture that that story. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, Marcello, so, that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And so I was also having my own kids at that time, mm-hmm. um, but I was first a mom to my siblings. So a little bit of, then I became a mom to my kids. Um, by the time my youngest son, though, was, was born, I became a primary provider for my own children. And uh, anyway, my background is uh, communications. My job in the Philippines were primarily radio and television and marketing and advertising. So I have a day job in the morning and then in the evening I'm doing news, but I have two jobs just to make everything So you've work. been on camera? Yes, I have. I have for a few years. Okay, because <laughs> you really are articulate. Thank you. At most, with most guests by this point in the program, I'm picking up on their ums and their ahs and their, and I've got those go-to yeah. words that we rely on, especially if English is your second language. Mm-hmm. You're just like you're reading off the perfect script as you're describing your story. You're so articulate. Well done. Again, Thank very you. impressive. And I can tell it shows not to intimidate any future guests because it's just conversation. Just, that's my, my, back, my background just so happened. That's, yeah. But thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, very well done so far. Yeah. Tremendous. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And we will get on the topic of e-commerce again. But yes. Yeah. Yes. Th- thank you so much for uh, putting so much hard work into this today. Appreciate it. Yeah. So at the height of my Philippines career, I was the marketing staff for a USA international development project, USAID, um, okay. helping teaching, empowering the poorest communities, build savings and credit like microfinance loans, small loans, tiny loans, $10, $15 that could really mm-hmm. change the lives of people. And the country is a very matriarchal country. So, you know, $10, $15, a mom, when you teach someone, the mother of the house, the entire household gets benefits so it's normal so that's that's how the USA project worked uh, it was so successful that uh, my then American boss who was also my mentor got promoted she was asked to come back to the United States in Madison Wisconsin was the headquarters and um, and so there was a job opening and then she said Marcel you can do this job apply for it and I applied I got the job besting other candidates uh, it's an international organization so it's it's normal to have different kind of nationalities in that organization and uh, I bought all my kids with me. There were four, ages what six. Year, what year is this? Uh, 2003. So you've been um, in the United States since 2000? 19 years, yeah, almost 20 years. So 20 years next year. So at that point, my four kids are six, seven, nine, and 11 years old. And so we've been living here almost 20 years now. Uh, when I arrived in the U.S., uh, my career has shifted to association management, running uh, large international scientific, medical, and trade associations, putting together international conferences. I was a professional meeting planner. I put together large conferences, up to 12,000 people in different countries for for good 
chunk of years. <laughs> wow, we might have to get you on our uh, <laughs> event planning committee here for the Proven Conference. It's nowhere near that size, but we put <laughs> 600 people or so yeah. once a year, 700 get uh, together. Yeah, I did that job for 17 years. I could do it in my sleep. I mean, meeting <laughs> planning is something, I mean, it's a very stressful job, but I, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'd am i love to help. if, if Yeah, you need well, maybe we'll reach out to you offline and because we are planning our event, theprovenconference.com. It's going to be in July, 2023. Oh. And we've got a pretty good system down. We've done it. This will be our 11th time. So we've got it yeah. pretty dialed in, but we can always use a pro. So we, we may reach sure. out to you. <laughs> so uh, it is here in the US when I met my now husband in a church dance. And the day we got married, I married one guy, but he married five people. And mm. that in itself is a story <laughs> to tell. He sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he is. He's a great guy. And so when, but when my youngest son was in junior high, he's the last kid. So everyone's kind of leaving one, one year after the other. I thought oh, I wanted to pause from this international traveling and rethink my life. And, and I took one year off, just kind of, okay, I just take one year off. And then you know, maybe I change in career. You know, I have a six-page resume. I can pretty much do anything. But you know, I said, you know, change to industry. Not, not anymore a nonprofit work, no more traveling. I know I'm a good employee. I can get job anywhere. So I still need to pay the bill. So I, I started from the bottom in an industry that I have no experience in. But I was happy. Uh, it's an eight-to-five job. I In the evenings and weekends are free. I could pursue personal interests. I was uh, I had certification in dance. I, I, I volunteered as a in my cultural association as a Filipino American group here, I volunteered at almost like a pro bono work as in running an association. I did that for five years. Um, you know, in, in, earlier in my job, it, it didn't feel very satisfying. That's why I kept like, moving from one place to the next, but the same industry. Even after doing the volunteering work, it still felt empty. And uh, the five years of supposedly pause, it's not, I'm not I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> and so I, I, I felt into a depression, like always tired and there's a void in my heart. I said, I, I meant to do something more. And then COVID happened. It was devastating for many people. But for me, I was very thankful for it. Um, it really forced me to stop, like stop whatever I was doing. And then at that span of 15 months, I read 17 books, self-help, personal finance, investment, spirituality. I was like seeking and like when I read to really find out you know, get advice from people who wrote books. So wisdom, and I did that. Right. Yeah. And it's also at that time that God worked in my heart. Um, I started to forgive loved ones who I thought hurt me. And mm. When I forgave, it's like the blinders were lifted and my wow. eyes were opened. That's and at that, at that point, God said, now March out, you're ready. <laughs> like I'll be ready to do whatever he's going to do in my life. So that's what, what he was waiting for me to have that heart of, you know, to forgive. And, and in the Proven Conference in Louisville, you had a pastor guest who spoke about forgiveness. Kevin, Pastor Kevin, my lifelong friend. Yeah. yeah. He, his book, A Fight to Forgive. He was our yes. Sunday morning and, speaker. So you, you got to hear him speak. So I get to hear that. I was like crying. Oh, mm. I don't remember it. Yeah. So here that's I was amazing. going to a seller conference and you've designed the conference so that the business and faith kind of weave together. So yeah, I don't know perfect. how to separate. It's perfect them. for me though. Perfect yeah. for me. So just, I've sometimes asked Marcel, people will say, you know, how have you woven faith and business together? Like how, how, did, how do you do that? And so you're asking the wrong question of me. <laughs> I don't know how to separate them. I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly don't. They're yeah. the, ex- the rules for success in relationships, in health, 
in business and spirituality, the rules for success are all identical. So if I'm talking about success in any one of them, I'm talking about success in all the others at the same time. In mm-hmm. relationships, the rules are all the same. Others. Yeah. Repair relationships with others if they're damaged. Serve others <laughs> as you grow relationships. Or yeah. into the lives of others. And God yeah. rewards that. Yeah. In, in business, it's called, you know, uh, profit. In, in relationships, it's it's legacy and yeah. grandkids. And, you know, in, in health, it's I'm staying fit because I want to be here for my grandkids. I'm not just doing it so I look good. I'm doing it for the benefit of those that I love, right? So the rules yeah. are all the same in all those areas. Mm-hmm. And God's made it very clear yeah. that, you know, you focus yeah. to the degree that you focus on others, there's reward there. That's the journey. So yes, yeah, and so it, I love that that resonated with you. I hadn't heard that part of your story. I'm going to make sure Kevin hears this episode because yeah. he was there was a fairly large group there. A lot of people. Did you have a chance to to spend some time with Kevin in conversation? By uh, not time? with Kevin. Um, I did have a chance to uh, meet with other many many people in the conference as well as being there. Not Very with good. Kevin. Well, I'll make um, sure I, he knows that you were impacted by that. Maybe you could contact him and have a little conversation yeah. sometime. But yeah. yeah, that's tremendous. I'm I'm so glad because for those who don't realize, our our conference was over three days. But since it was on a Sunday, we had a non-denominational optional two hours, started our day a little early session with a good friend of mine who has a ministry that's all about forgiveness. Yeah. And it's based on his story of having been attacked in his home and left for dead by an intruder. One of the most vicious in-home invasion stories in Detroit's history. Yeah. And he survived. And the cool part is he built a relationship with his attacker and forgave him. A fight to forgive. They're actually making a movie about uh, his story. So it's pretty incredible. But he was our guest speaker that Sunday morning. And, and I'm thrilled to know that it had an impact on you. That's tremendous, Marshall. And so how I got to that conference. Uh, so that was, you know, that's like a year into my e-commerce conference, e-commerce business um, experience. I, I was really praying hard to God, you know, open opportunities for me. I don't know where to go, but I just know that I need to take action, you know, get out of the house. I read Robert Kiyosaki's book. I think I have four or five of his books. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, Rich, yeah. <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, uh, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad stories of people who did it. And, uh, you know, the difference between an employee versus self-employed versus mm. business owner versus mm. business investor. And how yes. we want to aim to be a business owner investor. And that resonated with me having from a parent who has construction and we're building real estate and everything. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll sign up for a real estate work, a group. So I did. And in one of the weekly seminar sessions they have in August of 2021, one of the featured speakers uh, talk about how he got into his real estate investments. His first or two slide decks were talk, talking about how he was an Amazon e-commerce seller. <laughs> and oh, I said, wow, I was doing that a year ago. You know, I'm still kind of grieving over that, but this guy seems to say that he's successful. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of his talk, I said, thank you for the talk on your real estate investment, but can you tell me more about your Amazon seller? Because that's what a seller experienced. Because he said that's what he helped him get into real estate. I said, and he said, well, have you heard about my silent team? I said, no. <laughs> uh, and then he showed me maybe uh, the silent sales machine book in the in his phone. And he said, now, have you heard about Jim Cockrum? I said, no. Oh, well, here, here's his podcast. You want to check it out? Oh, and so, excellent. yeah, so I, I did that. I, I checked the book. I, I, I think the silent sales machine book, I bought it from Amazon and I started going to the podcast and listening. And then I think after a few weeks of listening, I said, okay, so this is legit. You know, my, my trauma of signing on on something that 
could be disastrous was there. And so like, I was like, oh, I don't know. So I, I listened and listened and listened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe after four weeks, I decided to sign, sign on to it. So September 30, 2021, I signed on both reactivated my Amazon professional seller account and sign on for PAs for PAC on the same day. Wow. Um, and then, and then there, I, I was learning more. You start with the Amazon 101 module in the pack, and then you go to the pre-plans course that Jimmy Smith teaches. And so I went, I went through that for four to six weeks, and I, I made my very first send on October 17. I remember it because it's just a milestone to be able to do that first box. I was so afraid to spend $90. I think it was one I first spent, but I, I okay, I loved it. Okay, that's this is going to be it. And then um, I think it took a while because I, that must be very, very busy because I, I did not, it did not get checked in until like four weeks, but I was okay. I was just listening to the podcast and learning the modules, re-listening. And then I think towards the end of November, I got my first sale. And then I think, and then you hosted the virtual conference in October, October, November. Uh, that was a very encouraging e-commerce virtual conference you had. It was an encouragement I needed to make me like, okay, like Roger Morton talk about not giving up. John Larson kind of modified it, talking about, you know, find it, list it, ship it, repeat. So, oh, I can do that. Four things, easy to remember, <laughs> find it, list it. So, so that e-commerce conference that you put together was, was for me, was a great, great timing. It's what I needed to hear. Hey, Business Building Warrior, you've got a good reason to get over to ProvenAmazonCourse.com if you're not a student, if you're not taking the course that has led to the hundreds of incredible success stories that you've heard right on this podcast, the 1,500 plus tagged success stories in our free Facebook group. If you haven't done that yet, what are you waiting on? Right now is the best time of the year to do exactly that because the prices are going up on that course in 2023, which is one really good reason to jump over to provenamazoncourse.com right now and sign up. But the other really good reason is we're giving it away for free to one of your friends if you sign up. So Merry Christmas. You can see we're celebrating the Christmas season around here. We're putting up decorations. We're getting excited about the best time of the year. But we're also presenting a great opportunity to any new students who haven't signed up yet to bring a friend along with them for that exciting journey. So that's right. Buy one, get one free. All details are at provenamazoncourse.com. Let's make 2023 the most beautiful year ever by celebrating e-commerce, building exciting businesses, doing it with a friend. Let's make it happen. We're here to help make that happen. Provenamazoncourse.com has the details along with an email to our support team. If you have any questions, we'd love to help you make next year beautiful. Let's get back to the program. It's an encouragement I needed to make me like, okay, like Roger Morton talk about not giving up. John Larson kind of modified it, talking about, you know, find it, list it, ship it, repeat. So oh, I can do that. Four things, easy to remember, <laughs> find it, list it. You know? so, so that e-commerce conference that you put together was, was, was for me, it was a great, great timing. It's what I needed to hear. That oh, that's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. that we, yeah. we had to do that instead of a, a live Not event. In person, yeah. It's the only time we ever had to do it that way. And we were pretty nervous because a lot of people had paid in advance. Yeah. It was supposed to be a live event, yeah. which has always been a big deal. Uh, but yeah, we made it virtual. And this community just really rallied around the whole concept of like, all right, let's suck it up and figure this out. And <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, it, it says a lot about this community that we didn't get any refund requests mm. from people who had paid in advance for a live mm. event. And we said, mm. hey, it's going to be virtual. Now, what we did do is we say, hey, when we do go live again, we're going to give you guys free access. So that helped. But everyone hung with us. Yeah. Everyone. 
We didn't get any refund requests. To my knowledge, and maybe the team didn't tell me, but I'd actually asked at one point and they said, no, yeah. no refund requests. Everybody's on board for, you know, let's just do it again in 2022, which we did. And that's the event you attended here just a few months ago with yeah. uh, in August of 2022. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that uh, that event resonated with you and it was yeah. an encouragement to you. Yeah, it was. I was well in between sourcing. I was listening to it. <laughs> and uh, in that conference, Delia Ursulesco talked about how your life experience becomes the backdrop of how you're going to build your Amazon business. Mm-hmm. That to me was very relatable to, okay, I can't, I don't have to have special, you know, I just build from what I, my experience is. I have an international experience. Um, right. I have done, you know, I've done, so it's very relatable to me. Uh, that's what I picked up from that talk. Um, and even in your early podcast, you'd, you'd end your podcast by saying, we're in your corner, we're rooting for you. Your simple phrases like that, just enough to encourage someone. Sometimes I'd be in tears just listening. Wow. Someone is behind, you know, I'm, I'm not by myself. Someone's well, helping. You know, we, and we take that very serious. Those, aren't, yeah. those words aren't said flippantly. We pray for this community. And the vast majority of the core leaders are serious, devout, devoted Christians. And we welcome anyone under our leadership team. And we have all manner of worldviews in our community and on our leadership team. But most of the core leaders, we pray for this community. We mean that. We see this as our ministry, meaning we don't just want people to have successful businesses. We're very good at that. And we do want that, of course, for you, Marcel, and for anyone else. But we know that the number one stressor, for example, in most households, if if there's marriage, marital stress, Typically, finances are involved. If we can help resolve that and relieve some pressure and stress there, now they're nicer to each other. They like each other more. Life is a little easier. Some of those big challenges are just checks you have to write and bills you have to pay. And now we have more time for our kids. And it just it can ripple into healing so many aspects. And now suddenly they, they God is speaking to them into their heart in a way that they've been ignoring or maybe angry or bitter or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, so you, you can heal one area, it can start to heal other areas. That's what we call it our ministry because we've seen that play out so many times. It, so we don't just say that flippantly. When I say we're in your corner, another thing I mean by that, Marcel, is our culture pushes back against entrepreneurship and business success they see it almost as an evil, ugly thing. The word profit is on par with murder in some people's mind. Yeah. Like, no, profit is a beautiful thing. That means I'm able to serve people without needing donations. That's what profit is. Right? So let's speak positivity into people who are trying to build a profitable business, better their household, their relationships, their community by creating jobs and opportunities. And we say things like, it's impossible to run a profitable business without dramatically improving the lives of countless others. You don't hear that anywhere else in our culture. So someone needs to support and defend those of us who are out there keeping the wheels turning. Like we are the economy. 95% of all businesses are small businesses in the US. That's us. If we stop doing what we're doing, like there's nothing for anybody. Yeah. Be encouraged, business building warrior. So that message needs to come from somewhere. And there's others who say these sorts of things, but they're few and far between. So that's why we incorporate all that messaging in. It's not just about Amazon for us. It's about, you know, real people, families, and relationships. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. Thanks for doing that. Well, thank you for so, giving that feedback. Yeah. So uh, uh, so my first of November towards maybe Thanksgiving, I said, okay. And then I had we had to go join my in-laws and celebrate the holidays, Christmas and New Year with them. So I, for between middle of December until early January, I didn't, wasn't able to send anything. But I said, okay, if I make $500 at the end of the year, I'll be happy. And end of December 31, I had $1,300 
from my initial, I think I had 700 initially and then 1300. I said, okay, well, that's surprising. It's possible then. So when I came back from the trip back home in Wisconsin, I started to like just really consistently sending. Even, even when I began in October, every week I sent a box and every week was a box, a box, box. And then and then I did a challenge of 30 replants in 30 days that Jimmy mm-hmm. Smith had that challenge. I think he does that every beginning of the year or towards the end of the year. And so I, I got to 100, re- 100 ASINs as, as part of the challenge. And so, and then in February, because I was sending every week after, you know, two and a half months, the Amazon River opened up for me. No more restrictions. I could list pretty much many things. And then my sales became 3,000 in March. And then May, July became 5,000. And then, and then I went to Louisville. I, I think I was 5,500 at that time. And then my initial takeaway right away, okay, outsource. What can I outsource? Learn to outsource because if you want to grow, that's, how, that's the way to do it. So um, I, I was able to find uh, friends of mine who were willing, a couple, husband and wife, were willing to help me prep and ship. And so they helped me right away. 7,500 by end of August, just two weeks after returning from the conference. So the conference already paid for, for my expense, just that. And then September, I had my very first 10,000. Uh, I was like, oh, yay, I made it. Yes. 10,000, which is like the entry for the, you know, everything will at just that, the first yeah, 10,000. At that point, we know that yeah. you know everything there is to know about the foundational process of replens. You've mm-hmm. got the foundation down pat at that point. Yeah. There's all, always going to be more to learn. Yeah. But yeah. you know what a good replen looks like and mm-hmm. you know how to play the game and you know the rules of the game. It, it's yeah. So 10,000 is a great line to cross. And we celebrate every time we see someone do that. Yeah. And that's probably why I reached out to you. Is, you know, anytime someone <laughs> you crosses saw my that, post, I think I celebrated it. <laughs> we love seeing those I celebration those. posts. We've had over 1,500 of those since we started yeah. collecting them in our Facebook group. And yeah. it, for those who don't know, go to silentgym.com. You can jump in our Facebook group yeah. uh, for free. But yeah, we've yeah. got so many of those. So every time someone crosses that line and celebrates, we celebrate with them. And it, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. In October, November, I got to 15,000, which is a you know, 50% increase from September and, and hopefully December will be 20,000. And yeah, you know, I, yeah, I think yeah. you had Oscar Motomo, our, our, our rock star person who everyone kind of follows him. I think you interviewed him the second or third time and he was kind of relaying again how his project, he, you know, the way he's, he's grown his business. He's such a hard worker. And he was listening to me and he's sharing his numbers and I was looking at my, thinking about my numbers, but the same kind of like progression of percentage only a yeah. lot less zeros, <laughs> but yeah. kind of the same parallel. He started with 20,000. I started maybe 2,000 is when I started, when I had extra money, kind yeah. of the same trajectory. And so- Yeah, trajectory matters so much more <laughs> yeah. than your current location. Yeah, yeah. Trajectory is everything with this. Because if, if you can go from 5,000, a couple months later, you're at 10, a couple months later, you're at 15, you're figuring out, you're building systems, you're automating, you're learning these little lessons. Yeah, you're on your way to 50,000 a month and then 100,000 a month. It's just a matter of not getting stuck in a rut somewhere where you're the one doing all the work. Continue scaling, continue outsourcing. Your margins will shrink a little bit as you do, but I'd much rather have 10% of $100,000 a month versus say 30% of $5,000 a month, right? And everyone at the $100,000 a month level, other people are doing all the work. I'll take that money any day. That's yeah. building a system, creating jobs, creating opportunities, continuing to scale and grow. And it's a slow and steady process, which we preach all the time around here. Slow and steady wins the race, right? So well done. You are on a beautiful trajectory. 
Well, let me ask you a few questions and we'll get into anything you have for me, but how are you finding your profitable inventory? What is the process that you use and what to you determines a, a good replen? So I do, I still do RA. I go to the store when I go pick up my items that I need to replenish. I, I also stop by to do RA where I type in the brand that I'm in front of, type it in, see if there's anything that, that is profitable. I, I started using product, uh, keep a product finder typing in based on the brand type puts your uh, criteria, like how many drops you wanted, you know, what, 10 drops, no, no lower than that, how much profit you want, you know, how many sellers, and then you plug that in, in the keep a, keep a product finder, and then it will come up with suggested ASINs and you go and look at each ASINs. Yeah. Brian Olson has yeah. a course, a module while you're on that topic inside the proven Amazon course collection of modules. There's one called advanced keep training. I think it's called advanced keep something like that. Yeah. He talks about the keep a product finder page and how to use it, how to navigate. There's many things you can do with that, but that's what you're talking about here. Yeah, it's a very powerful page. I was just talking one of our students through before we started this podcast today, mm -hmm. how to jump in and do some research. Super powerful tool. For those who yeah. don't know what Keepa is, go listen to podcast episode 369. It's a good intro to why we love Keepa, what it does that no other tool does. We're not going to explain it right now, but it's yeah. a powerful tool that all the replen sellers in our community are using. The private label route, it did not work not because it is not really what you need to be doing when you're first starting it. But also in that particular community, the coaches, they actually, they didn't know the leader. They were just hired as coach. So, but which is so different from your community, your community in MST, all the coaches actually went through your program. They were actually successful sellers in the community who became yes. coach. So it's like, okay, that's just like a stark difference between the two, the two yeah. programs. Well, um, it, and then you can it, still it learn private label here. It's just, yeah. The reason yeah. we've lasted 18 years in industry where the average e-commerce training company lasts about 18 months is because we don't just go out and hire a bunch of random strangers to do anything ever. We hire from within. Like I see a guest like you that comes on our podcast and I'm thinking in, in my head, this is a leader, should she choose to be so six months from now, a year from now. This is someone who's on stage. This is someone who's creating content if you choose to do so. Because you've come up through, you have an appreciation for the process, you recognize the opportunity, you're succeeding and you've got a giver's teacher's heart and you're very articulate, which definitely helps as well. Uh, so that's the kind of people that we bring in to the community as, like you said, coaches, leaders, trainers. Uh, but until those people present themselves, we have a vacancy. <laughs> like we, get, we don't just go out and hire yeah. ever. We never have. I don't think we've ever gone outside the community for for anything, except maybe a virtual assistant, you know, to, to do some, you know, spreadsheet work or something. But other than that, if they're going to be talking about this community and our products and our courses, training others, they've come up as a successful student of this community first. So that's step one. Yeah. And talking about community, your community, everything is complementary. You know, so you have the Facebook community and you can learn from the pack. You get, once you sign up to some specific programs, you're part of a subgroup in a big group. And there's always like, a if you do brand building, if you do product partnering, there's always like subgroups in there. Uh, there's ways to grow. I'm a, even biblical business leaders that Jimmy Smith hosts is kind of complementary yeah. to everything that you're, sharing and teaching it's like i do in my morning walks i'm, I'm i have a morning routine i follow i i listen to jimmy smith's uh, podcast and then at middle of the day in the evening when i'm sourcing then i listen to your podcast it's like very compliment it's like it's like full circle it's it's just everything is you know everything you need is there so the pack is so powerful like if you want to learn accounting go to the pack accounting module 
if you want to, if you're ready to outsource, I just finished that actually last week, the outsourcing module. So I did that, finish that. And I had my very first standard operating procedure last Sunday and I hired my very first contractor. Felt good. I felt official. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and so I was just like, I'm a sponge. I'm like, okay, if I, I that you, you mentioned it, like it's called just in time learning. Like, okay, now what do I need now? Okay. I need to learn how to outsource and what are the things I need to think about when I, so I just go to the pack. Listen to it in between my sourcing. Put that lesson in your own words, if you don't mind, Marcel. People have heard me say it maybe a few times. There's probably some new listeners. You said just-in-time learning. What do you mean by that? So as as you grow your business, as you mature, there are things that you'll be looking for, you'll be needing help on, you need more information on. Uh, The Proven Amazon course library has, has this library of different information that you can go to to grow. Different so modules, saying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, different modules and, and even different models. So if mm-hmm. three plans, once you do that and you are ready for the next thing, you want to do brand, develop a, you know, branded bundles, you, you can go to that module and learn, um, right. you know, like, yeah. So we whatever you need, it. you kind of basically find it. <laughs> find yeah, it there. And we contrast that just in time learning with, you know, like when you went through university, it's yeah. a lot of just in case uh-huh. education. We're going to teach you a whole bunch of things just in case you might need it someday. Mm-hmm. And you fill your head and you memorize facts and data and information and you forget a lot of it, but you test mm-hmm. it and you memorize, you memorize it at the time at least. Yeah. But yeah, our approach is very different around here. We teach you what you need for the next steps ahead of you. And once you've taken those next steps, okay, now what do we need now? Mm-hmm. So we teach you as you go, just in time versus just in case. Yeah, that's it's been part of our education philosophy a long time around here. Thanks for bringing that up. We're very proud of that, actually. Yeah. And it is a library. It really is. It's yeah. Sometimes people will ask me, how long does it take to go through the proven Amazon course? And I say, <laughs> yeah. I don't think everyone will, anyone will ever know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, how long would it take me to read all the books in the library? Well, by the time <laughs> was... you started to think you had done it, there's all new books in there. You know, the old stuff's been updated and... You know, mm-hmm. some of the outdated stuff's been purged and yeah. there's always more to learn. So yeah. we teach you what you need when you need it. That's the right. e-commerce journey, that the way that we teach it. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Well, what else did and you want to talk very about? Ini- yeah, very inexpensive too. So for those who are yeah. thinking, no, it's $29 not, not thousands and thousands, right. you know, very reasonable. Yeah. So Absolutely. the other thing I want to point out is, you know, this year is like end of year. People are beginning to think about next year. Mm. Um, if you have budget, you budget training and development in your budget and Put it in your budget if you can. Mm-hmm. Go to the proven conference because I went, and it's like transformational. <laughs> um, it's it's where I met people that I think you were doing runs and I was doing walks because I, I like the walks, and I met people there that has become after the conference we form accountability groups. So oh yeah, I, I saw you on account- the, I saw you a couple times when we were out running. Yeah, because I would have a call out to say I'm doing walk at 7 a.m. Anyone wants to come? And so right. the beginning day there's maybe one person. The second day there was like three. And then by the time it's like the end, the fourth day, we're about to check out, there's like nine or 10. And there's like, whoa. So yeah. those people that I was walking with, mm-hmm. we form accountability groups um, for, with That's some of them. Awesome. And so, well, you'll have um, to advertise that early on because typically we'll have a Facebook group for our yeah. live events and yeah. just, you know, announce those things. So we're ready day one, maybe even come early and stay late. Plenty of people come a couple of days early and stay a couple of days late to these things. People yeah. don't believe me until they go to their first one and they see <laughs> that yeah, the event itself is only part of the attraction of this community, right. the people that you're around. And we have so much in common as business building warriors. I think that really kind of captures, we're familiar with the the wounds and the challenges and the trials and and the victories. Yeah. It's we're we're kind of strange in that regard. And so you get around like-minded people, it feels like almost like a, you know, one of those comic con for the for the people who are into that. It's like it's equivalent yeah. to that, but for e-commerce yeah. nerds, right? It, 
Yeah, no one gets started talking about Amazon. I mean, you talk about Amazon from 7 a.m. with your walk partners. And then at the end of the day, it's okay. People can talk about it. You talk the same language. And you can only talk so much about your interest with your family. And But right. when you're there in a conference, doesn't matter. You, everyone's interested. You yeah. can keep talking about it. One of the lessons I, I shared the, the first day I emphasized this year was that, do you remember the two-word question that I encouraged everyone? That this is a little test. I don't know yes. if you remember. Do you remember uh, what it was? The two-word question that I wanted you to use the whole event? Yeah, 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 yeah. How's business? Exactly. In the moment <laughs> you, you ask that, oh, they're so enthusiastic. They're, yeah. they're happy to share. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you get out in the real world and no one asks you that. And yeah. if you ask anyone that, they look at you like you're an alien. But here, <laughs> that's a yeah. great question, right? Mm-hmm. Good, good tip, actually. Good tip. It, yeah. It well, what else do you want to talk about? What else is on your um, mind? Just early People are going to wonder again. if I hired you as an actor to, for like as a marketing paid... <laughs> I guess I want to share to people who's kind of new or starting I just list on an existing ASIN. You, you don't need to create a new list. Just list on anything that you're allowed to list. Great tip. And if it's maybe not a lot, just list on it. Just find it. And when you find one, be happy with that one. And then what you can do, what I've done is like when I have a brand that I was approved on, I went to like Seller Central, Central yeah. and you like add a product, type in the brand. And then that's my initial on how I did it. It's like I type in the brand and then there's like 500 ASINs of that brand. And I just went one at a time. Okay, am I approved to this? No, not approved. Okay. But out of the 500, I found 13. So I used the 13 and I bought three of each of the 13. And that's how kind of like I started growing and having getting more excited. Yeah. We had one student point that out. It's been quite a while ago, but you just paid, pointed out a great tip. There's so many ways to find great replens. Yeah. I actually just recorded a few days ago. It hasn't been published yet. An episode of a bunch of different ways to find replens. I left this one out. There's so many cool tips, but yeah. <laughs> like you just said, you go into Seller Central, like you're setting up a new listing and you yeah. type in a brand and see yeah. what pre-populates. Right. All those ASINs could be potential replens. Go through, yeah. research them. I or went have through your it. VA 500 of them. them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, went through it. Uh, and then ship ship weekly. doesn't matter if it's one box, three boxes, every week. If Because that will just... Amazon wants to minimum. see the metrics that you're that you're reliable seller, that you're going to send it, yeah. um, that you're consistent. And for yeah. me, it took two and a half months. And after that, it opened up for me. And it opened up everything. And even if you know you you are like request to sell, you just hit that request to sell and you get approved because they, they see that you've been sending consistently yes. for over two months. So that's a good thing. We see then, some people out there charging money and maybe hundreds of dollars that have courses or books or content on how to get ungated. We're like, no, just go sell about 50 things and suddenly yeah. the gates yeah. fly and then, open. And you're just yeah. clicking buttons and getting ungated in anything and right. everything. Yeah, yeah. then there's the other more, the ungating process where they ask you to uh, show proof of purchase. Mm-hmm. I got that bound pat. I mean, just yeah. 10 no of deal. one thing. I applied 38 minutes. I got approved from the time I purchased the 10th thing. Apply yeah. it. I got it already. <laughs> so it's, don't, don't ever pay anybody for ungating services or advice. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, you know. Not needed. But, sell a few but things. Yeah, the, yeah, the key is needed. consistency in shipping. That's, yes. I think, consistency. Yeah, it is. Consistency in shipping. And, and once they see that you're a serious seller and they trust you, which takes a little time, a couple months and, you know, 50 units sold, the gates really do start to fall open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a lot of aspirations. I feel like... Um, yeah, this is. I'm just in the beginning of my journey. Uh, Amazon is such a, a great place to be when you're trying to build a business. It's a global company. For me, it, it resonates with me, global, international. Uh, there's other avenues. I want to do brand building, branded bundles later on. I want to do sourcing. You know, there's a lot of sourcing in the China, but later on when I, I, I'm able, I'd, a lot of the name brands actually were made in the Philippines. People don't know that, but 
hmm. you know, maybe sourcing from the Philippines. I might, you know, do that. Or write a book. Is, you talked about that. I might write a yeah, book. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I is there some a, manufacturing in the Philippines? Like, is that- there, There's quite a few manufacturers. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe I could work. I, I'm an event planner. I'm a professional. So I, maybe I'd do a sourcing trip. You know, like, yeah, Once I figure it out, I, yes. uh, I'll do it myself first and then we'll see how we can do it. Because yeah. then you'll help more people there. Very skillful. And it's really a great way to help people. The business, you know, volunteering for nonprofits is great. And I think people, you know, do that, do that. But building a business, when you're actually not giving a fish, but you're teaching people to fish. Oh that's my God, right. that's like amazing to be able that's to right. do that. So empowering. Have you, ever, have you ever heard me talk about the Hebrew lesson, the eight levels of giving? The thousands I think and I, thousands I, 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 yeah, I, I heard you mention those in, in one of your podcasts. Yeah. yeah and, and I won't go through all eight of them but for the sake of those who maybe haven't heard Marcel, because this speaks exactly to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's always virtuous to give. It's always virtuous to help someone else. But in the Hebrew culture, there's eight levels of giving. It's mm-hmm. broken down. So the, the lowest level is begrudgingly giving someone something so they'll leave you alone. Like someone's mm-hmm. begging in the street and they're persistent and they're tugging on your jacket. And like, here's a dollar, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. That was virtuous, but it's not the highest level of virtue. The highest level of virtue, kind of like you said, give a man a fish versus teach him to fish. Well, the highest level is enabling him to become a giver himself. And so that's what we see ourselves doing around here is teaching people how to grow businesses. And better yet, students come along like you who are seeing the success and they start thinking, okay, wait a second. I could leverage my life experiences and the connections I have and the success I have and create a new way to train this community on how to succeed even further. So now are you not only helping people learn to fish, you're teaching them how to teach other people to fish. Are you with me? It's like that highest level possible of virtue when it comes to giving and generosity. And so I'm excited to see that you're processing it this way. Yeah. Uh, I, I see leadership future in this community or wherever <laughs> else you go and do, but uh, very exciting to, to be on this journey of and I just loved hearing your story today. Well, did you have anything else for me? Any questions or any other tips? You gave some great points. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Just more of like uh, my challenges right now, you know, how to scale, how to automate. I, I know outsourcing and just as much as you can. I think um, the challenge of balancing between, you know, I still have a job, I'm still working the job and mm. how, you know, that and growing the business at the same time. Still time full is time? Still full time. Yeah, wow. Full time. Okay. I didn't, I hadn't picked up on that, that you were still full time. Yeah, <laughs> that's full time. So you know, time is limited. So trying to live a balanced life, you know, still trying to do that. And I, I really latched on to uh, biblical business, le- uh, what the, Rabbi Lapin's book. I, I read that. Oh, you recommended business it. Business secrets read it. from the Bible. Yeah, yeah I got my copy up, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and came across, you know, the five Fs of faith, family, finances, friendships, and fitness. I, I tried to like have you some rattled of, that off very yeah, well. Yeah, so I You'd just have, have like listening. this buckets of you know what 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 in finances, you know what in faith, and mm-hmm. so just having that balance and not lose sight because I before I would just work, 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 but no, no, that's not, you know, just having, having it balanced. And so Mm -hmm. how to increase efficiencies, you know, finding good people, how to maximize use of software. I mean, those are my challenges right now. And I I know there's an answer, throw a question in the community, someone will answer you or go to the pack and you'll find modules there. So yeah, the the answer to every challenge you're facing right now is a person, Ah. as we like to say around here, it's a relationship. You know, it, sometimes it'll be a skill, but that skill leads you to a group of people who are working and addressing the same challenge at the same time you are. And now you're in a group of people. And, and so doing the journey, the, the next step is always adding more people into your life or more people into your business, more relationships. That's a Hebrew lesson, again, a biblical lesson. But 
you're well on your way to making that happen. Did you have anything like specific? You you introduced a whole bunch of things and I saw all of those as you were kind of going through your list. These are all things that you will never arrive. Mm. You're on a great trajectory towards achieving. There's always new software. There's always a new skill or new strategy or a new way to improve or or outsource a, a new module in the proven Amazon course that represents, you mentioned brand building and you know building branded bundles. That's a module in the course. You'll be experimenting with that soon. But are there any specific questions maybe you want to kick around with me and take advantage of the time that we have here before we start to wrap this one up? Not specific. Uh, I think, yeah, I think just uh, it would, you you did mention people is the answer to most of my questions. Having the extra people you talked about grow. I think you advise, you know, having a virtual assistant to help with the sourcing part yeah. uh, so that by the time, maybe at the end of my workday, all I have to do is review lists and mm-hmm. instead of, you know, to just mm-hmm. wait to duplicate myself. And that would be a good reminder for right now for those who are thinking, yeah. hey, you know, automate everything. Sounds great. Well, who's the first person I should hire? And I've been saying this a lot lately for a few years because I see some people get it out of order. And in my opinion, this is kind of Dave Ramsey advice too. I heard him give this advice years ago and I adopted it into the e-commerce arenas. He says, you've got to find someone to go out and kill a bear and drag it back to the cave. That's your first <laughs> yeah. hire. Someone else who's yeah, doing so- the hard work of mm-hmm. finding revenue, yeah. finding profit. So what's that in e-commerce? Well, it's someone who's going out and finding replens. Someone else who's out there finding new products that you can sell. That's the first hire. Because once you've got that, now you've got some extra margin you can play with to start to automate some of the systems. But you don't want to just make convenience hires. Like, I don't like doing this. I don't feel like it. I'm not motivated to do that. So I'm just going to hire somebody to do that role. If you think that way, you're going to find yourself just meeting payroll for a bunch of people while you scramble to try to come up with enough revenue, right? So you find someone who can generate revenue as your great first hire. So that means a VA that you train, probably from the Philippines, ideally, or use our Proven Replens VA program and we'll assign one to you. Kyle oversees that program. Those are your first best hires from our vantage point. If you're going to bring someone onto your team, find someone else who finds great inventory with you. Um, But that's for your sake, Marcel, and for anyone else out there who's maybe considering the the journey. Well, well done. You've built a beautiful business. I uh, hope you hit your 20K for December. Here we are on the tail end. We'll know soon enough, but give us a post. I love seeing your updates in the Facebook group. Uh, keep those coming. And it sounds like we'll see you in uh, hopefully in July at the Proven Conference. Yes, yes. So I just want to say thank you, Jim, for building this community. It's the most uh, warm cheerleaders, encouragers in the group, sellers who want to see other sellers succeed. There's nothing like it. You know, you talk about the candle being the candle and everything, everything is transformed by it. It's not a, a pie that everyone, when it, it's gone when it's, you know, everyone has to serve. Not, not Candlelight versus cake. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a Rabbi Daniel Lappin lesson. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, if, if my life were a book and there's 10 chapters, uh, right now where I am, I'm on chapter five. So <laughs> the best is yet to come. That so is excited a about that. powerful word image. I love word images. Yeah. That is a powerful, you're in chapter five. And I'm honored that our community is a big part of that chapter, an exciting chapter. And it, you know, it it just occurs to me that I think reading between the lines of the way this episode might impact some people, I love those episodes where maybe some people who are kind of feeling down or feeling sorry for themselves or feeling a little beat up are kind of confronted with somebody who has every reason to feel more down and more beat up and more negative than you do. And they're not. They're positive, they're up, they're achieving, they're doing things. And you're forced to kind of confront, 
that person can come out of a scenario where she lost both her parents and raised all of her siblings as a 20-year-old and, and got to this point, okay, I can suck it up and get through this. I think you're going to inspire a lot of people, Marcel. So thank you for sharing your story so transparently today. Thanks for having me. It's an yeah, honor. It's pleasure. truly an honor for me as well. well. I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a moment, those who hung out with us today as we wrap this episode up. And you can see why I say all the time, this is the best part of my job. Just incredible. Hanging out with the business building warriors of this community. We've got hundreds of episodes like this. If this happens to be one of the first few episodes you've heard, scroll back in time. Get over to silentgym.com. Scroll through. We've got 560-something episodes at this point, most of which are interviews with our successful students from our community. Some have just gotten started. Some have built six-figure-a-month businesses that are running hands-free. We've got everything in between. But we'd love to have you listen to some episodes and then jump in to our community. There's a free link again at silentgym.com into our free Facebook group. If you're ready to get going, as Marcel talked about so eloquently today, the Proven Amazon course is the next good step or jump into our coaching program as well. All of that, all the links to anything you ever need, silentgym.com. It's the only link you need as a fan of this show. But one last time on behalf of the whole team around here that's just going to love hearing this episode and the community that's going to love it. Marcel, you were tremendous. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And tell your family, thanks for loaning you to us for a little while. I was running a little late on you today. I appreciate your flexibility. And so from the team, God bless all the business building warriors out there. As Marcel said, hey, we're in your corner. We're rooting for you. We're here for you. Anything we can do to help, please let us know. Reach out. We'll have another great episode for you real soon. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me for today's episode. I hope you learned a lot of good stuff. Just one last reminder before I let you go, jump over to provenamazoncourse.com and take advantage of our current pricing. It'll never be this low again. As we celebrate Christmas 2022, we've got our buy one, get one free offer going on Proven Amazon Course, which means if you jump in, you can give it away to a friend as well. All details are at provenamazoncourse.com. We'll give you another great episode very soon. Can't wait to see you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.